Good morning and welcome to another episode of F it, I'm doing a podcast. This is episode nine. I'm Curtis Harris. So I started thinking about what hasn't been said when it comes to horror of late. Um, everyone has their hot takes on horror and where it's going and where it should be going. Uh, I think a lot of our horror influences are established in the 80s. And those who have been around in the 80s, they see it and they have a love it or hate it kind of feel. Me, I love when there's a nostalgia reference in a, 80, in a horror movie refer, referring to the 80s. Because the 80s was a magical time when it came to horror. There was a lot happening back then, political and otherwise. And I just appreciate it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've started going back to the well and checking out some 80s classics or 80s movies that I forgot about completely because they weren't mainstream or didn't hit my radar. But one thing that I can say about horror now is that they're finally bringing more black people to the table. More black directors, writers, creators, actors, and actresses. And you can see that here and there. Um, one notable movie that is ma- made it to mainstream, even got nominated for an Academy Award, was Get Out. And I plan on talking about my feelings on Get Out and how much I love the film and how it is horror. And how it may not be horror to someone who's not a minority, it was definitely horror to us. But I appreciate how we're seeing more films that are in the horror genre that are bringing in more black people. Uh, there's a film trailer coming out that came out a few days ago called The Water Boy or The Water Man or something like that. And it has a heavy black cast uh, some mainstream and I like seeing it I mean I want to see more of that spot more of that happen I want more black actors and and minorities to get in there Uh, there was a zombie horror film that was heavy Native American indigenous people Uh, I'm trying to remember the title and it escapes me right now but That horror film was awesome. It was a different take. It was a take on zombies, but with a different spin on it, taking place at a reservation where the entire world was fucked and the only safe area was the reservations. And I think that's a great twist. And I wish the film had done more with it, including taking a couple of shots at the historical history of how Americans in this people in this country really fucked over the Native Americans to the point of non-existence. I would have liked to have seen more deep, but they were trying to get a movie made. So there's no way you're gonna tell a studio, at least not at first anyway, hey, I'm gonna make this movie where we're gonna make it seem like that the Indian reservations are all safe and all the other areas of the country are toxic and filled with zombies. 
And oh yeah, we're also going to incorporate some history about how we were fucked over by white men in our country. That probably wouldn't go over well. So, Blood Quantum. That's the movie. Holy shit. Blood Quantum. That's the name of the movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great film. But, on to representation. I like when shows are doing that. Lovecraft Country. HBO's Lovecraft Country did an amazing job with it. They took Lovecraft's lore, mythology, and hypersexual tones and they made it into their own with a great story with lead black characters who weren't the sidekick who didn't just hide behind trees and and run away when things got scared they've had their own problems they were problematic in their own right they had their own issues they had their own strengths though and they faced off against this growing threat that was not just the monsters that they were dealing with but the real human monsters that they're dealing with. There was some real hardcore history that was actual truth to what happened to black people in our country for so many decades. There's a whole level of... I love how every episode, every issue, not every issue, every episode covered some kind of historical reference, whether it's tragic or whether it's something, hey, you need to know this happened. Like... I didn't know anything about how there were black Amazons that fought off British soldiers, sent them packing. I never knew anything about that. There were little bits and pieces. I knew the history of what that was done to us by doctors and physicians who experimented on black people on a level of a story about how one person took his house and made it a house of horrors for some black people and while that is embellished in Lovecraft country that shit happened it's, it's insane but I like that we're getting more black films that don't involve black trauma now Lovecraft country has a lot of black trauma and the, how do I explain this real quick for y'all black trauma is when you're when you make a film like a slavery film, like 12 Years a Slave or Amistad or Take Your Pick, the black characters are beaten down and beaten down, but yet they're so hopeful for America or they're so hopeful that things were going to be okay if we just believe. And I'm glad that they're slowly trying to get away from that because I can't stand these slave films. I refused to watch Annabella. I watched the movie, the show Them, and that was the most atrocious offender of black trauma. I mean, I don't want to go on a rant about it, but Jesus Christ, it was traumatic. And it's it's too much. And no matter what kind of film gives the good intention, it's just a little too much right now. We've, we're dealing with our own extension level event happening where it just seems every day cops are killing a minority or a so- female soldier vanishes on a army base for whatever fucking reason. I mean, we're dealing with our own reality. So sometimes I love horror, but when the horror starts to mirror the real life, it hits different. And for me right now, this year, it's hitting different. So I'm not going to be ready to jump on board and watch a 
uh, 10-part miniseries about black folks getting beat the fuck out of in the 50s and 60s. Um, but I like that they're trying to do things different for Hollywood, for horror movies. I like that black people are getting involved in horror movies. I like that the characters aren't looked at as sidekicks. They're looked at as uh, leading men. Uh, Aldous Hodge, who was an invisible man, I like that he was the lead character. And while I would have liked for them to have some balls, Hollywood, and establish that the lead character, female character was involved in a relationship with a black male character. But no, we had to make it seem like he's her friend. It's that typical, we don't want to anger everybody. We want to be able to make this movie and be seen by little pit-stained towns in whatever the South you want to call it. We want them to be okay with this. And I wish they'd had a little more balls to go ahead and, and, and change this up. The, the reason why I say it like that with such passion is because over the years of watching horror films, the black characters in horror films, and I, I can probably go on for a whole hour about this, the black characters in a horror, in a horror film were looked, up, were looked upon as just being, they're going to crack some jokes, they're going to get all scared about a situation, and they're going to die horribly. Like your Friday the 13th films or your Nightmare on Elm Street films. Nightmare on Elm Street tried to change it up a little bit where their black characters weren't all ooga booga, I'm so scared. The black characters like, come on motherfucker, let's do this. And that I appreciated and really enjoyed seeing. And we didn't get a lot of that. For, that, for Kincaid, we had to wait until almost get out to have a black strong character who was dealing with his own demons and at the same time fighting against the horrors that were happening before him. There was a film, uh, I want to say Night of the Demons, that came out sometime in 95 or 90, 93. And it was your typical movie, a haunted house situation. The kids get possessed by this demon. She turns all the dead ones that she's killed off into demons too. And in the end, you had your survivor girl, and you had your black lead, your lead, your other co-character, basically, who was a black character. And I spent the whole entire movie, myself and my brother, watched the cousin watched this movie. And as we're watching this movie, we're rooting for the black character. We want to see him survive this horror film. Because as we're watching it, with fresh eyes, we didn't think he was going to make it. I mean... The odds were against this black character. And in a surprising turn of event, the black character survives the film. He does it by caring about himself and surviving. There's an awesome scene where him and the white character run into the demons. And instead of sitting there asking, what are they here for? He's already down the hallway telling this girl to come on. Uh, I like what they did with that. And... That was the first time we got to see, I got to feel one of us had a win in a horror film. But over the years, it's changing and growing. And I can't wait till we get to a point where it's not going to be such a novelty to see a minority character surviving a horror film. I would like to see it where we'll get to see more 
of that being the same or the norm, basically, and not having to wait for another thought-provoking woke film to give us that. But as far as horror is concerned, that's where I want to see start change, happening and changing. And I think they can do it. But it's all about representation. And I'm excited to see that there are more movies happening that are showcasing that representation. Uh, Nia DaCosta is doing the remake The Candyman, and it references the Candyman film of old. And it heightens the whole fact that Candyman's character is a tragic story. He's not this monster that I assumed back in the day he really was. I, Looking back at the original Candyman, I felt sorry for Candyman and what was he, what was done to him. He's he was he was he was beaten up and and he was attacked by these evil racists and it now looks different to me now when I watch Candyman. I'm rooting for Candyman to get the best of these people and I'm hoping that the new film showcases that and kind of gives us some different perspective on that character and hopefully there'll be more because I think Candyman would do great in our era especially now there could be some great stories albeit controversial that they could really do some things with and I hear that I basically hear that I talked about Friday 13th uh, in the last episode about how I like to see a modern version of it and while that almost seems like a time stamp of a era I think that there could bring it into the norm. It's going to take a hell of a writer. I'm not a writer by any means. But it's going to take someone with a great mind and idea to make that happen. So maybe maybe we'll see it. Who knows? So this concludes another episode of Effort. I'm doing a podcast. Uh, this is episode nine, and we will talk again shortly.